You're listening to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes Podcast. Welcome to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes Podcast. I am your host, Alan, and on this podcast, we discuss hot topics in the sports landscape. As usual, we're going to go ahead and get started with our grateful moment. Evan, what are you grateful for this week? Grateful that I had a good weekend with um, the kids. Uh, the wife is back home though now, so happy to have the wife home and uh, the kids uh, here. And yeah, so happy to have a good weekend. Yeah, it's good to come back. Well, well, for the wife to come back and everyone's still intact. That's always <laughs> objective number one. Uh, Phil, what are you grateful for this week? Good morning, good evening, good day, fans. Thank you for your continued support. I am grateful that I dropped my oldest daughter to college safely this Sunday morning. Um, got her situated, her uh, apartment, uh, on-campus apartment. Hugged her. It was a sad moment, um, but got to let this wings spread. And the reality is I'll be doing this again next year for two of my children. So that's scary. <laughs> so my middle one is a senior and, you know, so that's fashion approaching. And then I'll have one child in the house next year this time. So I'm going to enjoy this this year. Uh, and then and um, I'm very grateful that, you know, we dropped her off, got her situated. But Alan and I was talking off record. Girls are different. <laughs> Y'all ladies are totally different. I don't know how you plan. Yeah, four people move into an apartment and they'll have a discussion of who, what, who's going to clean, who's going to bring, what's going to, it's different. I, I, I don't know. I know I, I'm not moving in unless we have some ground rules, some expectations or roles of what's going on, but neither here and there. But I'm grateful for my daughter, my wife and I dropped her off, um, saw everything, happy for her, and year two in the books. Well, year two starts. Facts. And hey, Phil, the house is almost empty. <laughs> Believe it or not, that house will soon be empty. It'll just be you and the wife. I don't know why I keep referencing husbands and wives today. This is weird. I'm not even married. But I Hope am hurry up for give that ring. Man, relax, man. Ain't no pressure. Ain't no pressure. But I am grateful for. Well, yesterday was National Left Handers Day. I forgot to acknowledge that. And I have, a at this time of year, I have a lot of homies whose birthday is coming up. My guy Terrence, his birthday was Friday. My guy Israel, his birthday was actually yesterday. My homegirl Trees, her birthday is actually today. And then there's a couple more birthdays later on down closer to the end of the month. So it's just a lot of birthdays, a lot of friends who are just being able to see another year of life. So I'm grateful for my friends that they've been around me for x amount of years let's go ahead and get started with the show so we're gonna you know lately we've been doing nba nfl but we're gonna talk a little nba today so once again back in near the end of june katie of course requested a trade from the brooklyn nets um it's about the middle of August, and that's still ongoing. Uh, about a week or two ago, he's met with 
the Nets board governor Joe Tsai in London, and he reiterated, I still want to be traded, but also weirdly gave this ultimatum of, I'll stay if you get rid of Sean Marks and Steve Nash. Leverage point? Yeah, but no. So the real question is, you know, it's starting to get a little a little tight. Brooklyn, they pretty much have all the leverage, and I kind of blame Ben Simmons for this because now KD has an extension, and I don't know if he's going to play or not, right? So I'm thinking there's a, a chance that he may hold out So we're just trying to see, like, do you think that KD is going to hold out with, and this is the interesting thing, he's supposed to get 21 million, yeah, 21 million at the completion of the first week of training camp. So do we see him holding out at any point? Yes, actually, I think so, like, KD uh, has capacity to hold out. And I think, um, oddly enough, I think Ben Simmons is going to set a trend for NBA players out um and that would be claim to fame in the nba outside of uh, refusing to shoot the basketball uh, and i think what's amazing too is inevitably when when um kd does resign excuse me does uh, hold out it, it almost guarantees that the nba is going to move towards a lockout because they're going to block that whatever happens those things like that from happening because it's after basketball, you're getting guaranteed contract, you're not playing because you don't, you're not happy. And, you know, watch your team sign you for long term. In reality, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care for the simple fact that the Knicks doesn't benefit from this. Either way, the Knicks lose. So KD's going to do what he's going to do. Rumors are he's a hooper, he's going to show up and he's going to do his job. But you know what? He may have a change of heart and don't show up. So what I believe is that he is going to show up. He's going to hoop. And I think he remains on the Nets. I believe um, I believe the coach is going to get fired. And Sean Marks may remain. I think they'll be able to keep him. I think Steve Nash is out the door. That's a bigger question. Steve Nash, I believe, is gone. He didn't earn. Nobody really earned, but he wasn't prepared. Let's say that he wasn't prepared to be a coach. I think he needs he's he needs more. He needed a young team, uh, a come up team. So I don't know why KD's mad, but I think yeah, I think they did his his boy. I'm assuming his boy. They did his boy uh, Kyrie Dirk. And he's upset. So I think he's still going to show up, show as a professional, show everyone you better give up what you need to give up to get me. So I think that's the that's the plan. Would it work? I don't care. Do I don't care? Because it doesn't benefit the Knicks. All I know is KD right now in back of his mind in that little room, he's saying, man, I should have become, I should have came a Nick. I would have, I would have lived a much better, it would have been a much better situation. Only thing I had to deal with Dolan. But other than that, it would have been a way better situation. But, hey, it is what it is, right? KD, do you? (laughs) It is official. Phil has finally crawled back into his actual home and placed his side chick aside. 
he has he has redeemed himself. Not a side chick, but my concubine. <laughs> What's the difference? They're, they're it's the same thing. It's semantics. <laughs> side side it's chick is so thing. degrading. It's side chick is so thing. degrading. Concubine is a, res- a respectable position. <laughs> I'm dead. You know, um, I I do think he would hold out, and even if he. Even if they say we're not gonna give you the 21 million, Katie got money coming in in all sorts of varieties. So it's it's not really gonna hurt him at all. But I do I do think that it's a good chance to where he will just decide to hold out. Does he really want to hold out? I would say no, but the only way to get to where he would want to go, he's gonna have he's gonna have to do something drastic. I mean, that's what James Harden did to get out of Brooklyn, but I don't think it would be to that extent. Um, and it's and it's hard to really just like you know when a guy wants out and he kind of doesn't really feel what the coach is doing. It's it's hard for it's hard for him just to show up. You know what I mean? And we've already, well, Ben Simmons is another is another case, but this is just similar but slightly different type of situation. And even like outside of just Kyrie himself, I wonder if KD felt like when you look at what everyone else has done in free agency or really kind of like right around there, like what moves have they made to like actually make the team better? You know what I mean? So like Ben Simmons, he wasn't really on the radar. It was just Harden wanted out. He got out. And now it's just like, you know what? I don't think this is going to work compared to what everyone else is doing, but you know, we'll never know. So I don't, I'll expect him to hold out but he'll probably just get his workouts in in the process. So we'll see moving forward. Let's go ahead and transition to the NFL. Preseason has officially started. Grateful that my team won yesterday. Uh, Dude from the Jets tried to take out a few people. Um, I know Phil is excited about the Giants being the Patriots, although it's just the preseason. But speaking of the Patriots, you know, the AFC East has gotten a little interesting, good, and I won't say bad, but I will also say unknown. Because we know the Bill expected to win the division. But, but also, like, when we're looking at New England, no one really knows who the offensive coordinator is. From what it looks like, basically a shared duties between Matt Patricia and someone else. So I think I don't really know what's going on with them. But Bill, you know, you can't really worry about him. So really what I'm trying to get to is like between them and then you also got Miami who's supposed to be coming up. Who do you think that second best team in the AFC East will be? I mean, we can rule out the Jets because right now. Zach Wilson has an injury, although he's not expected to be out long. Bill's number one. I think Pat's number two. I think Miami has a, a lot going on. 
and not very clear. I mean, they they could end up being the twos, but I really feel like that would be a launch to the Bills and and then the Patriots. And that's how Max got kind of develops this year. That's simple. The Bills, the Bills are the best I, team. I said the second best team. Oh, the second best team. I'm gonna say it's gonna to have to be the Patriots. It's gonna even though the Patriots didn't look good, it's only preseason. I don't know what this new um I don't know what this the Dolphins gonna look like. I know what they look under um what's his name? Uh, what's the coach name? Oh my goodness. Talking about McDaniels. Not McDaniels. Um he's he's assistant for uh the Steelers, your Steelers oh, now. You're talking about Flores. Flores. I know what they look like under Flores. Under Flores, they'll be the second best team in division. Under Flores, they'll be in the playoff. Under Flores, <laughs> they would have been they would have been a contingent in the, in the next few years. But under this new kid, I have no idea. So because of that, I'm gonna say I'm gonna give Patriots, the Jets, then the Dolphins. So I don't give the Dolphins any credit. I I, I don't care they have Tyreek. I don't trust it's a new coaching um, staff. Yes, they've been practicing for the last five, six months. I don't know what's the outcome, but we know what the Patriots' outcome is going to be. We know the coach there, and we know what his, his, his expectation. We know Belichick. Um, as for the Jets, they actually look decent. And this, um, so uh, I don't think they could get any worse. They only could go up. So Bills, Patriots, Jets, and the Dolphins. I'm not rooting for the Dolphins. I don't care. Only way I root for the Dolphins is if they get Jesus on their team. And I, that's not happening. So, boo Dolphins. Why is that the Dolphins? <laughs> Dolphins, what they did to Flores, I don't have nothing for them. What I got to do with on the field? <laughs> they, they, because on the field, it, it translates to how Flores had that team set up. I don't think I think they're going through a lot of traumatic experience of losing a person who actually cared about them and wanted to do to somebody else. And he kind of feel like a feeling. So I don't know his expectations. I don't know if he's another George uh, um, judge, you know, Mike McDaniels, not Mike McDaniels. His name is Mike. Joe judge judge. I'm talking about judge who was the Giants Uh, coach last year who just plucked from special teams. And and, and 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 everybody knew he's gonna fail, right? This and he failed. So I don't know anything about the new coach. I don't. I'm not rooting for them. They, um, so, like I said, if I'm a history dictates what generally will happen in the future, Bill Belichick will have his team prepared. Then they don't have um, they don't have um, Brady. They don't have what they had in the past. But he took a rookie, good defense, and still got into a playoff. So I expect them. I don't expect them to drop off that much, but I don't expect anyone to pass the Bills. So then, the second team is the New England Patriots. The only kryptonite to them is the New York Giants in the Super Bowl. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually gonna say like I'm kind of like, I don't even know what their schedule looks like. So I guess I can't give a proper answer, but just from on paper. I'm I'm going to say Miami. And just understanding the situation for what's going on with New England, 
if Matt Jones is having to go to two different coaches about, okay, this is what we need to do on this play and that play, it's, I think it's, it can sound good, but it just doesn't sound good for the Patriots. Like if, if Matt Jones was like that guy to where it's just like, oh, we're going to win because of Matt Jones, I can easily say the Patriots. But the fact that Josh McDaniels is now with the Raiders, I don't really see. I don't really see it. And then also there are reports that he's he's having like not not a great camp, but not a horrible camp. Kind of like he he doesn't know what's going on. It's like you know how you're like in a system, and then the system was good, but because now you lost that person, it's just like what are we doing? I feel like they'll get better, but they'll get better like later in the season. And the fact that Miami, their defense really hasn't changed. They got a new, yeah, they're going to have a new scheme or whatever, but I'm not really too concerned about that. The fact that you got someone who was calling plays for the San Francisco 49ers for Jimmy Garoppolo, you got a better quarterback. I will say, I'm not saying he, I'm not saying Jimmy Garoppolo is bad, but I feel like Tua can do a lot more than Jimmy Garoppolo. Like Jimmy Garoppolo is an average quarterback. I still think Tua is kind of average, but slightly above average, like by a needle. And I feel like when you're able to place certain weapons around a a player, he can get better. I look at Stephon Diggs with Josh Allen. I like Becca Mayfield. <laughs> no. Who do you trust? Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield oh, is, is the anomaly. <laughs> no, you could say around... he looked good. Apparently he looked good <laughs> yesterday from, from what the people are saying in the city of Charlotte, but I don't know. Listen, you who do you trust? Six rings or zero rings? I'm sorry, you can have six rings. I you can have six rings, but it's not really the rings. The players are also gonna have to do do what's on the field as well. Correct. And who who do you trust coaching? You know Belichick. He is he is a micromanager. He have that team ready. I'm guarantee you he will have that team ready. He haven't had a, a I don't think he ever had a losing season. He'll have that team ready. Versus you can have all the weapons in the but you have a dysfunctional organization. It was seep through from the top to the bottom, it's gonna affect everything around them. So Belichick, you Belichick, Belichick will have that team ready. He'll make the necessary. If he has to call a place, he'll do what he needs to do. But you try, trust the Dolphins? That dysfunction? Hey, we're in America, right? That's 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 front office. That's that's not necessarily skill positions, though. If we were talking about, if we was talking about, oh, they pick they pick this person. Like if it was if it was so bad, right? Would they Matthew have ever Stafford. traded for Tyreek Hill? Tyreek Hill. Listen, they had to make I a mean, splash. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just being honest. Like, right, like, but they had to make a splash, right? So they needed help. I agree, but it's still a dysfunctional organization, a la Detroit, Megatron, right? They had they, so to me, Miami is a dysfunctional fan um, organization, and they could have, a, like I said, unless they have Jesus Christ, that team is not going. Where I just, Let's, I just think Detroit is. Detroit Lions made a playoffs. We're talking about who's going to be second best player in the division, not who's going to win the Super Bowl, or not who has the best right. franchise. Can't conflate the two, the two issues. Right. But you still do you, but you're saying that Allen's saying he trusts 
Miami. Miami. I mean, I said, I mean, all I said, this is the only difference that I said is if you really think that with a whole bunch of confusion of what's going on, like if it was someone who was already like calling plays offensively, that was also in the same room as McDaniels, uh-huh. I would easily say the Patriots. But right. Because that's not the case. And they're experimenting something new. Right. It's like week the, one. Like, I think the defense is going to be fine. I'm not concerned about the defense. I'm concerned about their offense. Like I said earlier, if you if you're saying, "Oh, Matt, we're gonna win because of Mac Jones," I would take Tua over him for that. Oh, who approved it? Who's been proven? Matt Jones did they make the playoff last year? Did Patriots make the playoff? They did. They did. They did. Did the Miami make the playoff? And guess and guess who was calling plays? Josh McDaniels. Who's gonna yeah, be calling Matt, Josh plays McDaniels, now? Josh McDaniels. Who's yeah? He's someplace else. But Josh McDaniels is under who? And guess, and guess and guess who was calling a great offense in San Francisco? The head McDaniels. coach of now the Miami Dolphins. Sometimes that's all it could take. But I'm not saying I'm saying dysfunctional is still dysfunctional, dysfunctional organization. So I don't expect anything from dysfunction. The only functional aspect of it, they got rid of him. So is is any quarterback in the draft? If there's a quarterback of the future in the draft, guess what? Miami's gonna try to tank again. Oh, sorry, that's a joke. <laughs> Miami's gonna I'm tank dead. again. <laughs> I mean, really, there's only like two potential. The one Bryce Young at Alabama, and I forgot the other. Miami's cat. tanking. Miami's tanking. <laughs> and the other cat. And the other cat. I can't remember his name from Allen Evans. I guess the jobs uh, offensive coordinator position just opened up in Miami. Anybody is available. If you play Madden. Uh, for the past five years, you qualify. <laughs> hey, I know is old dude come from that Shanahan tree, and we we seen it get to the Super Bowl. So I don't I don't expect anything. And how many Shan? I, I remember more Shanahan fails than success. So <laughs> I trust in Belichick. Only he, I don't trust him against the Giants. I don't I trust, trust their offense. It's an offensive game. I don't trust their offense right now. They, they'll be fine. They was getting. They was scoring. They'll be, they'll be fine. They'll, they'll be, be fine, fine probably by October. Nah, they. They. they I think they're going to make the playoff. They'll be. They'll have a better record than Miami. I believe well, that, but we'll we'll see in due time. But speaking of quarterbacks, um, so you know, we'll end the show off talking about the NFC East. Um, hopefully Phil doesn't get too excited over this. So, you know, right now we have, well, we can, we can just kick out the, the commanders. We can kick out. What they have, what what they have, they wins. They have wins. They have wins. The savior of the Eagles. (laughs) We can can kick out, we can kick out. (laughs) But. But the question I want to ask is like, which QB between Dak and Jalen Hurts will have the most success this season? Now, Dallas is going through an injury bug right now. Um, I know James Washington and there's a few other players that are out. So just like just even keeping that in mind, like who do we think which QB is going to have the most success this season? Uh, The NFC East? Yes. 
So that includes the Cowboys, the Giants, the Eagles, and the Man, Command. Kicked... And you kicked out the Command. I, I I kicked I kicked them both out. Who the Giants and the Command? Of course, because they ain't going nowhere. <laughs> yeah, you know Ron Rivera just fired like the D line coordinator like the yeah. other day. Like, come on, man! Like, ain't nobody paying him no attention. Okay, so if you so you only say you're saying literally, uh, was that <laughs> was the, the only two teams we think actually have a chance to actually make the uh make the playoffs? Like, which team <laughs> will have the most, or which quarterback will have the most success this season? That's There's the only. Question. So you saying out of the what's his, what's the Eagles quarterback name? What not love, right? Hurts. It hurts. It hurts it me. Hurts. hurts. It's obvious. If you if we have only two teams, I'm not gonna say the Giants. The Giants are not gonna Daniel exactly. Jones. That's why I love. There's only two teams. And <laughs> Carson Wentz, the savior of the Eagles. I wish he was back with them. So, so we. <laughs> it's obvious it's gonna be Dak. Yeah, Dak is the most talented out of the three. And out of the, or actually out of the whole division, it's proven out of the whole division has made the playoff out of the whole division, All right? Um, it hurt, uh, um, not hurts. Hurts did make the playoff, but had quote unquote success in the playoff. I think they won one, right? Or they won one the Cowboys last year. So it's going. The pressure's on that. That Prasta Dakota. I think he is going to be the most successful quarterback in the NFC East. And I believe that the Cowboys is going to win the division. Not the Eagles. No way. I don't believe the Eagles are there yet. They looked pretty last year by default, by making the um, playoff, by luck, skin of their teeth, teeth. But it's a new year. So I have the Eagles actually third. I believe the second team of the East is going to be the Giants. The Giants is going to have seven wins. <laughs> oh, man, let me stop it. Yeah, the Cowboys. I hate to say it. The Cowboys. Well, obviously, I listen to a very unbiased fan here who said the Giants. I kind of say it said the, the – I, I wasn't expecting more, but you said the uh, Redskins. But, I mean, I think – here's the thing, right? NFC East has never in the last – Ever so many years had a repeat NFC champion, an NFC East champion. It's been a different team every year. Uh, and so I think that trend continues. The season starts with them playing against the Bengals. Um, then they also have to play against the Buccaneers. They have to play against the Rams. The strength of schedule uh, for the Cowboys, I think they have a, a tough road ahead of them. Um, and I think the Eagles will have a slightly easier role than the Cowboys, a slightly easier. I want to double check that before I speak that. You know, I want to be make sure I am on the money. Um, but I imagine because they finished second, they'll have a slightly easier schedule uh, than the Cowboys will have, which will give them that edge um, and help them move into position to uh, be a playoff team. Um, also, I think I think we see Hurts. You know, I I am to me the the this is Hurts' prove it year for me. I'm not like all the way in on on Hurts. Um, I, I like Hurts. I want him to be the guy, but 
I think he has to uh, demonstrate that he is in fact that guy, but he has a tremendous set of offensive weapons. Eagles defensive line is it's going to be dominant this year. Uh, we're really going to move, move. Uh, we're going to win games in the trenches. Of the offensive line is looking dangerous. Um, um, Lane Johnson, Jordan Melata, uh, Jason Kelsey. Uh, I think I think the Eagles offensive line looks strong. So I think the Eagles uh, will come out on top of the NFC East. And I think that that will propel Jalen Hurts to have um, finished further in the playoffs. I think that Prescott will get better statistics than, than Jalen Hurts. Um, but I also think Jalen Hurts will have more um, yards uh, on the ground uh, this year. I think he's going to have a – but I think, I think Jalen Hurts is going to be a good year. Not a great year. FYI, the Giants – Number one, easiest schedule for 2022. Guess who's number two? The Eagles, <laughs> number two, strength of schedule. Indianapolis, Chicago, and Detroit. So if the Eagles happen to make the playoff this year, because their schedule is easy, very easy. Number two, the Giants have a rookie quarterback. So, so guess what? If they have an easy schedule, what that means? Hertz has ability to throw up some fake numbers. That's just I'm just calling it what it is. What do with who's gonna have a better season? I mean, are we talking look, about look, look, this is how this is how we could just kill Phil right now. Outside of like two opponents, y'all play y'all play each other in the same division. Then you also play the opposite of the same division, like two different divisions, the same teams. So how is that? How is that really like? Oh, strength of schedule. Easy. In the Hertz, same division. Hertz played what well, he played all last year, and he has more reps and the same. Nothing really changed. This the quarterback. I mean, the offensive coordinator is the same. The coach is the same. Click the same. So he has a slight advantage. Daniel Jones, brand new offensive, brand new offense, brand new coach, brand new staff. So he has to start back at square one. So Hertz has a, a, a competitive advantage. Okay. It's facts. So in reality, they should have number one easiest schedule. All right, that's uh, if I'm, my logic is faulty, then you're crazy. No, nah, I'm just saying your schedule. Teams are pretty much almost essentially say, playing the same fourteen to fifteen teams. That's all I'm saying. So I will say, hmm. I guess I need to ask a question. You still probably have have it up, Phil. Like. Who are y'all playing like NFC who and AFC who? Because once once I hear that, I can just go ahead and just say who will be. I mean, I'm leaning to Hurts um, this season um, just for the fact that he has additional weapons that have been added to the team. So just like adding A.J. Brown. So... I think having like a big target like him would be very useful. And then you already have him that he's able to run. And then you also have Miles Sanders in the backfield as well. So, so, so that's I, where I'm kind of leaning towards. AFC South and NFC North. Yeah, I was just looking at it. Uh, AFC South. So, I mean, Almost everyone in the division can get 
easily two wins in the AFC South. For real? You think you really think the Jaguars are going to be that big of a difference and the Texans? So listen, any given Sunday, it's any that. given it's any given Sunday, but their record was their record for a reason. There was a lot of dysfunction. See, if you made that 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 statement earlier, the def- the dysfunction of Urban Meyer mm-hmm. led to how bad the Jaguars were. Then then you know you would have a point. But back to the subject at hand, like I would say, the Jaguars in in Houston, the Texans. And then the mm-hmm. I can't really say about the NFC North. I really can't. I'm trying not to. I'm trying not to uh let my eyes deceive me based on hard knocks with the Lions. I just know <laughs> they look good or bad on hard knocks. I I just know they're gonna be competitive. But you know, they've <laughs> been they've been competitive for the last few years. They just don't win. That's really mm-hmm. been the problem. So I can't really say I, I really can't say much about the NFC North, but I can definitely say so about the AFC South because the Colts we'll have to see what my Ryan looks like. Uh, and then who else am I missing there? Then you're talking about the Titans. So yeah, that's not that's not that's not a a guaranteed win, but it is. I win. know. So I see seven for the Giants. So I see seven. I don't know. So I'll I'll just give I'll give the slight edge to Dakota. No. What? I'm not gonna give it to him. Wow. I'm not. I'm not even hating. Like I just I feel like he's a he's a good quarterback. He's not a great quarterback. Like because we've been sitting so on this, we've been sitting on this that thing for how many years, right? We've been sitting on it for so long. Like we're waiting. We're like, oh, he's putting up the numbers, blase, 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 right? We've been sitting on this even like before the contract, right? Mm-hmm. Even and even this past year, oh, he's look, he's looked great, but. But guess what? When you play the teams that you need to beat, you still lose. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, of course I know, and I relish every time they lose. <laughs> well, you relish when anybody loses. That's not the Giants, so <laughs> you know it. So, but but, but Alan, my whole thing is we've been sitting uh-huh. on. Like, I feel like this is an opportunity for for Jalen to really like try to like cement his his moment. Because honestly, like if if no, let's just hypotheticals, and no one really likes hypotheticals. Let's just say that Jerry Jones decided he wasn't gonna pay Dak, and Dak's a free agent. Someone's gonna someone's gonna sign Dak. Like they really had no choice because no one was available. Like like let's be real. Like he's he's a good quarterback, but I'm not expecting him to say here, take me to the promised land. But I'm not expecting that from Jalen this year either. But we've been sitting on this situation with Dak for so long. It's just like, yo, like, I'm the type of person that says, prove me wrong. And if he proves me wrong, I can shake his hand. It's COVID. But I will virtually say, <laughs> shake your hand and be like, respect. He's a, he's, a, he's a good football player, but he's not a guy that I'm looking to just be like, hey, he's going to have this great season because I feel like I've been watching him long enough to know what to expect. 
But Jalen, don't let me down. That's all I'm gonna say. Just don't let me down. Jalen, let me down. Please, please, please. <laughs> but ladies and gentlemen, that concludes another episode of A Lady and Some Jews podcast. Make sure that you check us out on the different platforms that we post on or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We out. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes. Please remember to follow us, like, share. We are on Facebook and Instagram. Our Facebook handle is at a lady and that is the and sign, some dudes. Our handle on Instagram is a lady and some dudes. Everything is spelled out. So that's a lady, A and D, some dudes. Until next time.